and welcome to the Visual Web Podcast. I'm Jilly from ViralTag. ViralTag is a platform to help businesses grow their brands on the visual web. We help businesses discover, create, manage, and schedule content on visual social media. And the coolest thing we've learned about this space is that while there are many best practices to follow, there are a lot of different pathways to success. In this podcast, we'll be talking to the pioneers of the visual web, the bloggers, the social strategists, and entrepreneurs who are creating a brand on Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. We're going to learn how they're doing it, where they find inspiration, and what engagement really looks like for their brand. They'll also be sharing tips and hacks we can all try. Thanks for listening. We'd love to have you join in online. Just use the hashtag, the visual web, to share your thoughts with us on Twitter. talking to Jen Herman. She is the woman behind the blog Jen's Trends, a blog which was named one of the top 10 social media blogs in 2014 and 2015 by Social Media Examiner. She's an Instagram expert and is the author of the ebook, The Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Instagram. Well, for me, um, Instagram, I was always a late adopter. I was the first person to raise my hand and say I did not jump on the bandwagon early. Um, a lot of my friends were on Instagram and were pressuring me to be there. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things like how many social media accounts do we need? Like we got Facebook and we got Twitter and I got Google Plus, I got LinkedIn, it was like I got Pinterest, but like how many more can I possibly put into my day? Um, but writing my blog about social media, I realized I needed to have um, an awareness of Instagram as a growing platform and how to use it for marketing. So it became, you know, okay, I need to figure this out. I need to learn it. And I was like, I'll just, you know, jump on the bandwagon and I'll figure this thing out. And I got started, and I love photography as it is. I'm really fascinated with, you know, artistic expression, these types of things. So it was kind of a natural fit, and I, within days, was obsessed with using Instagram. I loved it. I loved the platform. Um, and more importantly, I loved the interactivity and the community that there was. People were interacting and, you know, commenting and liking, and I was developing conversations with people that I had never met in another platform that was very open and inviting. Um, so I kind of fell in love with it from that perspective. But once it was, I realized I was like, I need, you know, talk more about this and share this with people. Um, I tried to learn more about it from a marketing perspective. There really wasn't a marketing um, source out there. Nothing was telling people how to use Instagram for marketing in any sort of detailed way. And so I started taking my platform with my blog um, to be able to start sharing my experiences and what I was learning as I went. And it just kind of, you know, grew from there in terms of, actually becoming now, you know, what I do is Instagram marketing. But um, it's, it's something that, like I said, from the, the visual perspective and the community environment, it's, just, it's such an addicting platform. I love it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of our a lot of our audiences have that same sort of experience where they, like, hear about it, but they're, you know, maybe they start trying it out for themselves, but they're not really sure how to get started um, from thinking about it as a marketing channel. So what would you recommend for someone, yeah, just getting started? Yeah, it's, it's that's the hardest thing. Is like you said, people, you know, they're using it because they connect with their friends and family, and they don't really understand how to transition to a marketing platform. Or someone's come in and said, we need to market on this whole Instagram thing, figure it out. Um, so they don't even know how to use it as a, as a social media platform as an end user. 
Um, so that's my first and foremost key. Make sure you understand it as an end user. Um, get comfortable with the platform in terms of, you know, why people are using it. How are they posting content? What are they writing about in the captions? Um, you know, hashtags are huge on Instagram. So start to figure out how people are using the hashtags and, and kind of find out how to use it as, a, as an end user before you start trying to market. And that goes for any social media platform, but just as well with Instagram. You don't want to start showing up and start blasting marketing messages. Um, but beyond that, you really want to start focusing on um, creating what we call organic content, content that looks natural. Um, so let's say, for example, if you have a product, don't want to just showcase you know, your product on a table or in the box. Put it in the environment in which people would interact with it. So if you sell jewelry, you know, have it on a person, and it's a close up of the jewelry, but it's a person's wearing it. It's not just in you know, a, a box or in a showcase display. So find ways to kind of make things a little bit more organic and inviting um, that people are going to be more likely to interact and connect with. That's the best way to connect with your audience on Instagram. Yeah, I think that's a really great that's a really great point. Um, what's a what's a good example of something you've seen of kind of that finding the right content? Um, a lot. I mean, in terms of big brands, um, you know, I love um, like Nike does a really good job with their product placements of making sure like they have like you know they'll put a Nike golf ball but it's like on the golf course and there's you know fog and mist coming up off the grass, you know. Um, there's a lot of, you know, things like that. Um, in terms of the fashion world, I really love um, Michael Kors. They do a lot of great, you know, like um, location-based shots. So they're on a boat or they're at a party or, you know, they're in a park or at a, you know, at an event where you can imagine yourself in that setting. Um, even though they're selling a watch, it's the whole ambiance of the entire photo. Um, so those are some examples that I usually kind of give that showcase how to kind of create that content. Um, but it's what works for you and your brand is, is the most important thing to focus on. You know, if you do a service-based um, business, it can be harder to, to convey yourself through, you know, obviously product placement, but you can share photos of you sitting at your desk um, or photos of you, you know, if you um, are working on projects or if you travel to locations um, to meet with clients, um, share photos of, you know, the different locations you go to or things like that. There's a variety of ways that you can showcase what you do in that visual content um, and try to put yourself in that content as much as possible. Those uh, photos of you will get more interaction, but it tends to show that behind the scenes aspect a little more um, actively as well that people like to connect with. And in terms of the actual photos, I think some people are kind of scared, you know, thinking, oh, I'm not a photographer. Am I going to take good enough photos to be sharing. Um, what sort of advice do you give around around that, like about actually the quality of the photos you're taking? You want to have the best quality photo, without a doubt. You don't want to just snap a photo and upload it and it's half blurry or the lighting is bad. You want to understand that, you know, people on Instagram are scrolling really fast. Um, I kind of convey it like it's the photo version of Twitter. So it's a very fast-moving live stream. And if you aren't creating good quality content, people either A, aren't going to follow you, or B, if they are following you, aren't going to stop and recognize your content in the feed. So you want really high quality photos. If you have the ability to go out and get a great photographer, or if you have somebody on staff that's a good photographer, by all means, use that to your advantage, but you don't have to. Um, you can take great quality photos with any, you know, iPhone or smartphone. Um, 
And what I recommend people do is don't take one photo. I never, ever take one photo. I, like, hold your finger on that, that, you know, button and just keep snapping away until you've got 100 photos for all I care. Take as many as you can and take them from different angles. Um, you know, shoot, you know, from above looking down at something or kind of go down lower, shooting upwards, go to the side, change where the lighting is, um, move around the object, you know, try different things and then pick the best photo. And then the greatest thing about Instagram is it's so easy to upload it to Instagram and now you have all the filters and photo editing tools within Instagram. So sometimes, you know, you take a photo and you're like, oh, that was a really good photo, but my, my face is kind of shadowed. Um, that really sucks. It's not necessarily a toss-up because when you put it up into Instagram, you can use the filters and photo editing tools to actually completely change the composition of that, the lighting, where now your face isn't completely shadowed anymore, and you can turn what would have been a throwaway photo into what will be your actual, you know, high-quality photo. So take the time. Don't just upload and run. You want to take the time, edit make the best quality photo you possibly can with those tools within Instagram. You don't need to be a Photoshop expert or anything, just play around with the tools. Um, and then doing that as well, you'll kind of develop an aesthetic. Um, certain companies, you know, have a very branded style, and maybe they're very vintage or something like that. So they'll use certain tools um, and filters to give things a more vintage look. Um, you know, restaurants or food-based businesses tend to like high saturation that really colors pop. So in those situations, you're going to use a different kind of, you know, editing um, feature. And you'll develop that as you go through the process and learn what your aesthetic style is. And that will also give your um, Instagram account some cohesion so that when people start to see your photos, they recognize your brand and style. And that's a great aspect, too. Yeah, those are really great tips. And and how about timing? What do you recommend? I mean, people want to, like, break through the clutter. There is so much content coming in. But you also don't want to be someone who's flooding people's feeds. You definitely don't want to flood people's feeds. Mm. Uh, what I always tell people is post as often as you can consistently without going crazy. So that means if for you, posting once a week is all you can do consistently and that you can create quality content and that's all your, you know, the time you have, then that's fine. Just post once a week. If you can post once a day, great. If you can post two times a day, even better. But three times a day is usually the most that I recommend. There are some exceptions. Um, some companies, you know, that have a lot of product or things like that can tend to get away with a little bit more as long as the content is varied. But I usually recommend one to three times a day is kind of the ideal. But don't push yourself into creating, you know, too much content that you can't maintain or that you're pushing out content that isn't quality or driving a purpose. You want to keep a strategy in mind. What is the purpose of that photo? You're not posting it just because. It needs to have a purpose, whether you're, you know, sharing part of your story, whether you're trying to get people to purchase something, um, whether you're promoting, you know, an event or a service or something like that. You want that post to always have a mission and a message. And just posting kind of a, the, the purpose of posting doesn't solve that. So plan accordingly. Um, and if you are doing something where, let's say, you go to a live event or maybe you're hosting something in your business, and you have a ton of content from a short period of time, don't go crazy and just upload, 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 upload. I had a client call me once. They were um, a news channel. And they were like, all of a sudden, we like, lost like a whole bunch of followers. And I went and looked at their account. And they literally posted like 70 photos in an hour and a half. And I was like, uh, that would be why. It was like they had a big event and they wanted to share it with their audience. But they were posting like every five minutes and they're so anybody who was following them, their feed just became all these photos from this news TV station. 
And it was like they just, everyone dropped them because they just couldn't stand the overwhelm of photos. So plan out, you know, post them at intervals, you know, at least an hour or more apart. Um, or you make collages or images where you can put two, three, four, five images in one post so that you're getting more content out of one single post. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like such a terrible experience for anyone following that news organization. <laughs> well, the worst no part about it was it was like are. the same photo. Every, it was like, it was like <laughs> the people that were visiting the news station with all the different news anchors. So it was just like all these random people like on like at the news desk. Like they weren't even like varied photos. I felt so bad oh, for them. But I was gosh. like, you guys really didn't think this one through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe if there was like a huge breaking news event and you're keeping people updated. But right. Oh, that's that. Like, yeah. a no-no. Yeah. Um, well, like thinking about the mission, you know, of kind of why you're posting, um, Instagram's different, right, for other social medias because you can't put a link directly in the caption or in the photo. Um, and people are trying to figure out, you know, how do you connect your Instagram strategy to driving traffic to your website or, or driving sales of a specific product, you know, whatever your business goals are. Um, how do you go about thinking about that? First of all, this is why I love Instagram, and I always say this, and I hope they never change it. I hope they do not allow you to place after blanks in the caption. Because the moment they do that, everyone's going to start spamming little blanks like they do on every other platform. Mm. Um, and so I, I like that Instagram kind of forces you to be creative in how you drive that traffic and sales. And I promise you, you can do it. I have seen it happen for me, and I've seen it happen for numerous clients and people that I have talked to that drive significant traffic and sales and results on Instagram, you tend to be a bit more creative in your call to action. So, for example, let's say you had, you know, a new product that you wanted to promote. You share photos of that, that um, you know, new product, and you kind of tease it coming up to the launch, and then it's available to, you know, be, you know, purchased. So you have a series of photos as part of your, you know, your strategic plan. And then you're going to use your captions as a way to share that message. So here's where you're saying, you know, new product coming soon or, you know, product now available and things like that. So you want to use a caption that is a, a, some sort of descriptor. You don't want it to be a one-sentence caption. You want this caption to tell the story. It's just further the story that is represented in the image. So I recommend using anywhere from one to three short paragraphs that tell something of value to the person who's reading it. So why is this product of value to them? What does it do for them? How can they get a hold of it? And this is where the call to action kind of plays in. So it might just be something as simple as, you know, you want them to stop by your store if you're a physical location. You can say, drop by the store this weekend to take, you know, advantage of a 20% discount or to get your hands on this new item. Um, but if you're an online-based business, what you want to do is use the link in your bio on Instagram. This is the money maker. In the bio, there is one URL that you can use, and you can put that URL to any location you want. You can send that even to a Facebook page or your Twitter account if you are running a promotion on one of those platforms, or you can send it to anywhere on your website. The important thing is that you use that link strategically to go right to the place you want them to go. And so let's say, for example, you had a new product. You want that link in your Instagram bio to go to that product page. Because I always use the example, let's say you walk into a department store and you see the outfit on the mannequin is exactly what you want. You know you want to buy it, but there's all the three pieces of that outfit are nowhere to be found. One's on another floor. One has been moved to, you know, the back of the store. And, you know, the other one is, you know, no one can even find it in the store. You don't want to be searching around when they get to your website. You want them to come to the website, find the right page, and be able to purchase right away. So 
in that situation, what you're going to do is in your call to action on the post, you're going to say, click on the link in my bio. That is your call to action. And now they can really easily, without having to copy and paste or try to figure out what the website link is, they just click on your photo, which is right next to your post. It's got your little thumbnail. They click on that. It goes to your bio. And there's the link. And that link takes them right to the page where they need to go. Um, as a little, you know, kind of professional tip that I like to give people, I recommend you use actually a Bitly or some sort of um, trackable link because Google Analytics does not track Instagram traffic. It considers direct traffic, not referral or social media-based traffic. So you can't really track your Instagram traffic effectively from Google Analytics. So if you're looking at your Google Analytics and saying, I'm only getting two visits a month from Instagram, that's probably not true. So change it to a custom Bitly link. If you look at my account, I always have Bitly slash Jen's Trends blog, and that way I can go to my Bitly demographic information and find out what kind of audience I'm getting, where are they coming from, how many clicks am I getting, and kind of get some more detailed analytics on what that traffic is doing for me. And you can actually use that, you know, to track, um, or if you use a specific landing page where you're sending people so that anyone coming from Instagram lands on a specific page, you can now use that to kind of track your analytics and see how many people are actually coming because that page is only, you know, it's a specific landing page only for your Instagram traffic. So really change out the link every time you post a new photo. Um, not only when you post a new photo, but every time you have a new call to action. If you want a okay. default link, like let's say your default link is maybe your homepage or your blog um, or, you know, whatever you want your, you know, kind of lead generation page or whatever it is. Whatever you want that link to be as a normal default. But if you're running a promotion or a campaign or something where you want people to go somewhere specifically, then yes, you want to change out that link accordingly. Um, and you can change that as often as you want. You know, some people can change that link every single day, depending on, you know, how they run their business and their, their campaigns on Instagram. Or you may, you know, never change it. You may always leave it on a certain a specific um, Instagram design landing page. So wherever you want them to go, um, but you can change that link as often as you need to collaborate with the content you have going in your Instagram account. Okay, cool. Um, now, I was going to ask you about some of the big mistakes you see people making on Instagram. It sounds like maybe that news channel is a good example. Um, do you have <laughs> that any was a other, good example. <laughs> any, any other big mistakes that you people are making a lot you see? Yeah, first of all, um, in terms of your bio, I highly recommend you use the same profile photo that you use on your other account. Um, this way people recognize you, and too many times people, you know, start using Instagram as a personal account, and they never change their photo, and it doesn't correlate with all the other accounts they have, and people don't know if it's really them. So make sure it's consistent with all your other social media profiles. Um, the other thing you don't want to do is you don't want to make your account private. Um, you know, if people are coming to Instagram to find you and connect with you, they don't want to have to ask permission to even see what you're posting, let alone interact with you. They want to see what you're posting, what is relevant to them, and if they want to follow you, then they can follow you voluntarily. They don't need to wait for permission. So make sure your account is set to public. Um, another thing, and it drives me crazy, is that for the power of hashtags on Instagram, hashtags are amazing in so many ways when you use them in your content. Do not use hashtags in your bio, unless it's for a branding purpose, like a special branded hashtag. Um, but don't dump keyword hashtags like you would do on Twitter bios because they do absolutely nothing for you, and they look really amateur and unprofessional. So don't do that. Um, and then also, 
Um, make sure that your post captions, like I was saying, are, are long enough to convey a message. You know, it looks very beginner or an amateur when you don't post a caption. If you just post a photo and you're not sharing any sort of a message with that, it doesn't work in terms of the business aspect. And if you're sharing that with your friends and family, that's one thing. But from a business and marketing perspective, you need to always, always, always have some sort of a caption that, you know, has some sort of a message and or that call to action in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think a lot of people think, oh, this is a visual platform. I just need to care about the photo and, and don't think about what they're writing. And that's just it. It's, it's, you know, posting to Instagram, like, again, as an end user, it can be really easy to pick up a photo of your dog and just upload it and be done with it. But in terms of a marketing perspective, you really, again, think strategically, think planned uh, approaches. So, you know, the average Instagram post should take you a significant period of time. You should be planning out what kind of photo do you want, taking the time to get those quality photos, taking the time to edit that photo, then taking the time to put a valuable caption in there and then creating your hashtags as well. You want to have at least 5 to 15 hashtags per post that are relevant to the content you have. So this is a, it's not a hugely time-consuming process, but some people can spend up to an hour on one Instagram post. Should it take you that long? No. It should probably take you, you know, a good you know, number of minutes to go through the whole upload, edit, and, and write the caption process. Um, but when you start factoring in the time it takes to take photos, stage photos, um, and think about your whole message, it can take a significant time. So plan accordingly um, and make sure that you're putting that right message in there. Yeah, that, hashtags is such a, that's a big topic, too. Is there – do you recommend people using the same hashtags every time? Um, or, or how should people think about which hashtags to use? Um, in terms of the hashtag strategy, like I said, you want to use about 5 to 15 per post. So you're always going to use whatever your branded hashtag is. Like, for example, I use hashtag GenStrands and hashtag LearnFromGen. Those are my branded hashtags. Whenever I'm posting anything related to educational material or something related to my business, I always use those two. Those two are very consistent. And then I have certain, like, industry hashtags that I pretty much always use, like hashtag social media, social media marketing, Instagram marketing, Instagram training. Those kind of things are pretty standard that I include on, again, anything related to my business brand or that topic. Um, but then you're also going to want to pick out hashtags that are specific to the type of content. So let's say, for example, um, if you go to an event or a conference or a training event, those are going to have their own unique hashtags. So you want to include those. Um, if you are, you know, maybe you're posting something about a project that you're working on. So what is the topic of that project um, or the, you know, the motivation behind it or things like that, you can have hashtags related to that. So you want to mix them up um, and kind of cover a variety of, you know, reasons related to that content. Um, and you can even get, you know, a little more broad. Like if you, you know, share a photo that has a lot of blue in it, you can even use hashtag blue just to kind of show up in that hashtag search as well. Um, but you want to make sure that you're using a combination of the popular hashtags all the way down to the moderately or less popular. So when you start typing in a hashtag in it will actually tell you how many other posts are associated with that hashtag. So anything with under 10,000 um, posts is relatively unpopular. So that's something that your, your content is going to last quite a lot longer in that hashtag archive. If you uh, buy the hashtag, like for example, if you use hashtag social media, that has millions of posts related to it. Your content is going to last in that hashtag gallery for a matter of seconds, maybe minutes, and then it's going to be buried in the archive. 
So you want to make sure that, you know, those are great because they're going to get you an immediate hit. And I mean, I've on occasion had, I posted something and within literally 18 seconds, I got 42 likes. It was shocking. So it was an instant hit because of that popular hashtag. But within the matter of a minute, that hashtag is no longer working for me. So now you want those more kind of long-term, um, those less popular hashtags. But when people are looking for that content, they're going to find it and it's going to, you know, be relevant to them. Um, and on that note, you want to make sure that you're using the hashtags that are related to what your target audience is looking for. So, um, for example, there's a um, uh, company that they're called, I believe it's Echo Tape, E-C-H-O underscore Tape, T-A-P-E. And they, it's like a duct tape type product. Um, but instead of just thinking about what their product is, they start thinking about what their audience is looking for. So their audience are people who are doing you know, home renovations and DIY things. So they started using those hashtags rather than just the things related to, you know, tape and adhesives. And when they started doing that, they got much more engagement um, because you need to think about, just like we always talk about, think about your customer's pain points. What are they looking for? Why are they on Instagram? Start using those hashtags and you'll find better results. Great advice. Um, great. Well, I just have a couple quick last questions to, to wrap up. I'm curious if um, who is someone that you followed recently that you're excited about on Instagram? Oh, that is a really good question. Um, I have been following, and for personal reasons, because I just recently had a baby, I started following a bunch of um, new, like, baby clothing accounts um, so I can get all these fun, wonderful ideas of all these cute little outfits I put my baby girl in, which, of course, now I just want to go get the credit card and run out and buy a whole bunch of cute clothes. Uh, they probably don't need to be doing. Um, but one of my um, one of my favorite accounts to follow is uh, actually at social underscore studio, and she's also a social media agency management. Um, they do like social media training and that kind of thing. Um, but I love their account for the way they appeal to the aesthetic of their audience. Their audience is primarily um, female entrepreneurs. And their photos are a great example of how they create great online content for Instagram. It's all very branded, beautiful content. Uh, but then they use their captions really well to convey the message whether they're promoting a webinar or uh, like a local networking event or a blog post. Um, and I always love following their account. They're, they're such a good motivational um, account from that kind of perspective. Oh, that's awesome. I'll check that out. Um, and my last question is, what's the next thing that you're going to Instagram? The next thing I'm going to Instagram, well, actually, I am going to be doing um, the Social Media Success Summit this afternoon, um, which I'm super excited about my session talking about Instagram marketing and how to use Instagram analytics. And I will be Instagramming myself, getting ready for that, um, and probably do, I like to do what we call desk hashtag desk um, so it would be a picture of my desk or, you know, me at my desk getting ready for that. That would be my next post. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been really, really useful. So much great information. Um, and good thank luck you. on the at the, the summit this afternoon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, to everybody, for listening. Um, you know, we love talking about Instagram. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at Jen's underscore trends. Um, and I'm sure there'll be all the link info um, in the podcast information. But please reach out to me if you have any questions or want any more help with your Instagram training.
that's it for today. Thanks so much to Jen for joining us and to everyone for listening. Follow us on Twitter at ViralTag and use the hashtag TheVisualWeb to engage with us about this podcast. Let us know if you have any ideas for people we should interview in the future and stay tuned for more episodes of The Visual Web.